This is episode number 585 of the Inner Fight Podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the Inner Fight Podcast, folks. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Yes, this is 585. We're getting even closer to 600, another milestone. Thanks a lot to everyone who's tuning in from around the world, and thanks for your continued support of the show. Thanks also to our show sponsors, Smith Street Paleo. As I always say, hop over to their website, smithstreetpaleo.com. Check out the meal plans they have for you the yummy recipes that you can actually cook at home. Revolutionary, as I said the other week, to think that in this day and age, you might actually cook your own food, go to the supermarket and buy it, but you can do that. And all the recipes are up there on the website or get a meal plan delivered here in Dubai or anywhere in the UAE to your home or office on a daily basis. Drop them an email, hello at smithstreetpaleo.com. They'd love to hear from you. Here we go with another show, and this is actually a replay or a playback of... An interview I did for the Run Strong podcast. As you guys know, Run Strong podcast has been running on here on Sundays for the last eight weeks. Whilst those guys have been getting that moving, it's now gone and sat on its own. And you can check it out, Run Strong podcast in iTunes and also on Spotify. They're doing a great job. If you're into running, they're going to keep things, all things running over there. Whilst we still might have some interesting running stories on this show, I've actually got a couple of really interesting stories lined up of people that do run and I think it's still relevant to you guys. However, this is an interview that I did with Tom for their show after literally three days after my 24-hour run around that 400-meter track that I did just a few weeks back. And I figured you guys might enjoy it. I hope you do, no matter where you are in the world. Thanks a lot for tuning in. Thanks for your continued support. If you do like the podcast, please go over to iTunes or whatever platform you listen to on, rate, review, or just share it with a friend. That would be awesome as well. Here is today's show. In 24 hours, a lot can happen. On average, 365,000 babies will be born. (laughs) 18 million people will have a birthday. 142,000 new cars will be released. 190 million chicken eggs will be laid. There'll be 8.6 million lightning strikes. A mayfly will go through one complete life cycle. And Marcus Smith (laughs) will run around a track (laughs) continuously (laughs) for 207 kilometers. This week, we have a very special show with the Dubai was the marathon man. Now he's the (laughs) continuous running man, Marcus Smith. Welcome along. The biggest idiot of the city, mate. Thanks a lot for having me. They're quite good stats. You know I love stats and... I'm not sure if all the game changers will be happy about the chickens, but let's crack on. Yeah, actually, I did find a few others. It's gone out in the mailer. The average uh, human will take around 23,000 breaths. On average, uh, they will have 104,000 heartbeats. And I worked out you would have taken 169,920 heartbeats. Well, mate, that's actually less heartbeats than I did steps. Which, yeah, 222,000 something, something steps. It's actually quite funny because I need, I, need, I need to work on those stats because I part of a talk that I give about my, and I was giving it the other week about my crash, was when I talk about breathing. Yeah. And I'm, I was, I'm like, I know I'll get to that part of the talk like 10 or 15 minutes in. And I need to remember how many times the people have breathed in 10 minutes. So I need those stats. And people are thinking, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> but I need those stats so that I know how many times we actually breathe in about 10 minutes. Okay. Because that's very important in my talk. Which yeah. has nothing to do with the Run Strong podcast. But it's interesting for me. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just, for people who don't know, I mean, they can't be in our inner circle if they don't yeah, know. True. On the weekend, 
which was last weekend. This comes out on uh, yeah. on Sunday. The previous weekend, you ran around Dubai Sports City 400 meter run track. Yeah. Do you know how many times it was? It's well, it's uh, two. I think two eleven. So five marathons is five twenty five. So I did over five hundred. So I did like yeah five hundred and so twenty five laps is twenty five laps is ten k. I think if I'm totally right or wrong. <laughs> And anyway, so yeah. mate, it's it's over 500 laps. This is yeah, I should have researched that and I should know. But it's it yeah, was it it, yeah, it's over 500 laps. So and I did I was 4k short. So there you go. So four 512 or 510 laps of the brand new blue the brand track. New. <laughs> Lane Sports one is now a little bit worn out. Yeah, I, I wasn't happy with the uh, surface. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking even when you were there, I was like, marginal gains, stay inside, stay yeah. close to that drainage. Well, you know, I was thinking about that, mate, and so in, in different phases, I was like, oh, it'd be better to run inside. But actually, because it was just based on time, it really didn't matter at all. And in the middle of the night, the sprinklers came on, or maybe about five o'clock in the morning, and there was a few people getting a bit upset that the sprinklers were on, and I'm like, why, are you even, why do you even care about the sprinklers? They're like, oh, you have to run in lane four. I'm like, yeah, and yeah. <laughs> I have to run. Like, it wouldn't matter if I was in. It was actually in the outside lane because I was there till I was there for 24 hours anyway. Yeah, but it is true. quite funny how that the, the mind works, mate. And then at other times, to go back to your point, at other times I was hugging the inside lane and the the, the grate, yeah. the, the drainage grate. I was hugging it like so tight. And then I'd also, then 20 minutes later, I'd be like, why am I trying to break my ankle on the drainage grate? Yeah, it's quite weird how it worked out. The brand new drainage gate now, since they relayed it and, yeah. uh, and did everything right. Yeah. So, mate, obviously, it, something so big takes such a long time to digest. Yeah. I imagine you're still getting <laughs> through it all now. Obviously, we're waiting for you to put out your thoughts yeah. on it. Yeah. Um, maybe this is breaking this yeah. is exclusive for the podcast well, but we, we could uh, we, it's funny because we're recording this on monday and it's going to go on sunday but i wrote the article yesterday i wrote my report on it yesterday and i think that's going to go out on the inner fight website before this comes out so yeah it does to answer your question tom it it, it does take a, a while to digest it it's quite a strange one this one because of because for me, it was 24 hours. I never saw it that it was 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. or 3.38 start. I never saw the time because that, that was irrelevant. Like yeah. There was no point in worrying what time of day it was because it, it was totally irrelevant. But what then happened was I, w I then don't really have any idea when people turned up. Yeah. So I know that you came and my, I think my watch was on about 20 hours. So I think you were there for about the last four or five hours, something like that. But obviously, then I go, okay, so that was, the end was 3.30, so if I take four hours off there, okay, Tom must have shown up somewhere around 11, 10.30 or 11. Yeah. Whether that's right or wrong. Yeah, no, it is. Yeah, so yeah. I've, I've sort of, and, and that's what, and as, as I see people here in the gym, and, you know, massive shout out to them, not, not for the last time in this show, but people were amazing. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll go out to people, and you know, I'll say thank you that you came, and then I'll be like, what time were you actually there? You know, and, and, and it's quite weird that, yeah, that people just came and went and I had no perspective on, on what was going on. So that's the first thing that I'm trying to sort of recollect. And, it's like and piecing together a night out. Yeah, it is like, <laughs> right, it's, you know, it's quite funny. There's so many things in this that are, people ask me on Saturday and Sunday, like, how do you feel? And the best way 
and I haven't had a hangover for, I don't know, mate. Like, listen, I had plenty in, in, in my early years, yeah. and I know that a bad hangover from too many beers, like, you feel like trash and your body's terrible, and, like, that's how Saturday, Sunday was. So it's actually quite funny that you say that because the running is like a night out. At stages, it felt like a night out, and then the after effect is like a night out as well because you feel hungover for two days. Yeah, and the... I don't think what people realize is the draining effect of, on your brain yeah, mentally. Yeah. So many factors will have gone into that. Obviously, the sleep deprivation. Yeah. The fact you're not getting any stimulus yeah. from thinking of a course, yeah. for thinking where you're going, yeah. from thinking of the time, really. Yeah. You said yeah. you've blocked that out. Yeah. You're looking at two lines with blue in the middle. Yeah. yeah. That on your brain must be so, so fatiguing. Yeah, I, I think it is, mate. I think it's very fatiguing if you looked at it from a scientific point of view, but reality is completely different because, again, I never thought of it like that. I never thought, oh, this would be nicer if I was going up a mountain because I wasn't going up a mountain. No. So I actually remember looking at the track in about the first half hour and I went, right, this is it. This is what I'm going to look at for the next 24. And if, you, if I'd have focused on the other things, so I've got a lot of, I, again, what I'd maybe call, it's almost like subconscious stress in life. Like you say to people, are you stressed? Well, no, I'm not really stressed. But, well, you are stressed because you're working too hard. But I love it. No, but you're still working hard and that's causing you stress. Yeah. It's exactly the same thing. So, And I, I actually noticed that definitely on Saturday and Sunday, like mentally, I was, I was very fatigued afterwards. But during it, again, you just don't. I just, it, it wasn't a factor that I take into consideration. And just like, no, this is it. And I was actually quite excited. I was like, I wonder if this is going to make my eyes go funny. I'm <laughs> 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 looking at the track and it's just like a blue carpet, white lines. And yeah. Yeah, I was just like, I wonder what this is going to do to my eyes. But uh, say blue is a very creative color. Every, yeah. So some well, good ideas you, out yeah, there. Yeah, some, some good ideas, mate. And that's quite funny as well because at the same time, I'm, I'm reenacting or I'm reliving a lot of the thoughts that I had. Yeah. So I'm not only piecing together who came and at what time, I'm also piecing together things I thought about, goals I thought about, uh, just the, the whole bunch of things that I thought about during it. And it's, it's coming back slowly. Right. Let me pull you back then to, so you started it Thursday at 3.39 p.m. Yeah. yeah. What decisions led you to start standing on that start line of a 400 meter track in Dubai Sports City at 3.39 PM <laughs> with a plan to run 24 hours. When did it start? When was the idea? Yeah, I, th I think, mate, I, I I had the idea in May that, and I actually messaged you, and yeah. I, pull, I pulled out the message because I sent it to you the other day, and I put it in the article, and that's kind of what I think people really need to understand from the outset. It's not saying that you just, oh, this weekend I'm going to go on a fishing trip, oh, this weekend I'm going to go and run 24 hours. Like, it doesn't really happen like that. And I had this idea in May that I wanted to run 200 kilometers straight. I've run, obviously people know I've run quite a bit before and I was like, I want to do 200 straight. And that's when I sort of sent it to you. And a lot of these ideas sit and they need a little bit of time to, 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 to grow, to incubate, to ferment and to think about. And I was actually, when I, when I, I didn't think, I thought I'd just run four laps around Al-Qudra, but it was never, it's one of those things that was never really, I was never super excited about it. Now, a lot of people are going to be going, yeah, mate, when do you ever get excited about running 200K? Well, genuinely, I get excited about all my races, so I do get excited about that, but it, it didn't feel like it was the right thing. And I was like, why isn't it the right thing? And I actually thought to myself, well, I train in Al-Qudra all the time. I've run around Al-Qudra a load of times, and you know, I can get one of the guys or the driver to come, and I can do it. And 
what's, what's that? That's just like ticking a box. And I didn't think anything else of it until, because I had a few races, I had to go to Kenya, and then it was actually when we were coming back from Jordan. And I was sat in the bus, I was sat next to Rob, and I just had this idea. I was like, actually, I could do 200K on a track. And then I was like, well, no, I could do 24 hours on a track. And that's when we started the conversation with Rob, because he'd done Backyard Ultra in February, and he'd done 160K, 100 miles, it's 6.7Ks an hour, and he'd done that in 24 hours. And he said, so that's where, he said to him, I want to do 24-hour track, and we started talking about how, how far you can go. And I didn't want to seem like a dick to him, but I was like, I was thinking in my head, I was like, yeah, well, I thought if you can do 160, <laughs> sounds really bad because it's a completely different event. But I sort of, you know, he, he's a good runner and he's a good someone to benchmark off. And yeah. I was like, I think I can do 200. I, I, I didn't think I could do it, but I was like, that's a good goal. And then I was like, well, a lot of people would set a goal of 200. And I was like, let's not screw this up. I'll, let's do 201. And... Then I started to think and, you know, as you do, these things start to develop and I, Sports City was on a renovation and so I sent the, the guy who's doing some consultancy work there, I just sent him a message. I said, listen, let, when's the track ready? And he said, start in November. I said, well, as a gift, I'll, 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 I'll open it officially for you. I've been a little bit arrogant. I sort of said, you know, I'll, I'll inspect it for you and I'll, I'll open it by running around it for 24 hours. And he called me back and he's like, really? And I said, yeah. So I, I, I think that'd be cool. He said, why do you want to do that? And I didn't give him too much of the backstory that I just gave you, but the, where, where I got to that 24 hours on a track was like, if I go out to Alcudra and run around, does it really help anyone? It doesn't really. And I was like, if I did it at Sports City, we could create a really nice atmosphere down there. Yeah. We could have, it could almost be like, not a carnival, but people would be down there. And then it just opens up this massive world of opportunity for people to come and, and really test themselves, mate. And that, that excited me a lot because I, I knew that there would be multiple people who would run a marathon. I knew that there'd be so many people who would come down and do something, run a distance that they'd run for the first time in, in just really quite a sick environment like yeah. an athletics track is 400 meters the longest distance we really see on it is like the 10,000 meters which when we see that in the olympics everyone just goes and gets a burger and stuff yeah. like no yeah. one watches it mate it's only really jam-packed full for one two and 400 meters plus the hurdles so to to, to think that people are going to run 3k non-stop or 8k or 10k or 21 or 42 or 50 i think 50 was one of the longest ones is, you know, it's quite, a, it's quite a sick but a great thought. And when I put that over to the, to the guys and when I spoke to some of our sponsors on running, Secret Training, Sunto and all these guys, everyone's like, yeah, that's a cool idea. And it's pretty much, it's like all of these things, mate. You have these ideas and I love them, but I don't fall in love with them until I know that they're going to happen. Yeah. Because yeah. I don't want to, I don't really want to be disappointed. It's like, it's almost like you're entering a race and you don't know if it's going to happen. And if it gets cancelled, you'd be gutted. And so there's a lot of things to slot in. And I mean, you know, even until like a week before and even the day of, yeah. we're, we're playing with the start time because yeah. of various bookings at the track. And then, yeah, mate, you drive up there and it's quite funny. Left home at about half two and... They called me on the way. They said, the school athletics is finished. You can start now. Yeah. And I said, I'll be there in 15 minutes and I'll start as soon as I'm ready. And that's actually why a lot of people said, oh, why did you start early? And that's exactly why I started early because 
it was ready and I didn't just want to sit there for 20 minutes no. to, to, to think about it. So well, Why would you? 20 yeah, minutes more running? <laughs> yeah, finished 20 minutes earlier. Really? Like, why? Yeah. So yeah, so that's what, that's what led to the whole thing, mate. And, and I, knew, I knew 201K would be a massive challenge. Like, I, I, I knew it would be. I, I knew it's not as hard in certain ways as Backyard Ultra. So what I was benchmarking it off and I, but I'd also looked into like the 24-hour run around a track is something that's been done quite frequently these days. There's like a world championship event. It's not really sanctioned, but no. I, thi- I think uh, I think some in some way it might be. And 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 that yeah, that was kind of that's how it came about, and we started running. Yeah, well, <laughs> literally, it, w- it it sounds very simple how you sort of put it into place and. And managed it all, mate. But like you said, we were really up to the last point. Well, I remember speaking yeah. to you in the morning here. Yeah. And it was like, do you know what time you're going to start yet? But then when you pull it back to how simple, really how simple it is on paper. Yeah. It doesn't really matter when you start. You're going to go through a hot patch of the day. Yeah. And you're going to go through the night. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it was, uh, yeah, it was just, so I remember I was up there. Well, tried to make it for the start. You started yeah. a bit earlier than I, than I thought. And it wasn't a big... I mean, there was a lot of people there. They, yeah, they there opened few, it officially, yeah, but yeah. normally before a race, you're, you're apprehensive. You get the the build up, the nerves, other people's nervous energy around you. But yeah. you're in this race on your own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Where is your head at starting the first ten minutes of a 24-hour run? Yeah, it's interesting because I thought it'd be quite strange, but it was quite straightforward. Like I thought, I thought it'd be quite. A weird feeling and to be honest the energy of the people around me was was quite apprehensive and I was just quite I was quite cool I knew what I was doing and I'd had everything planned out and I knew where my icebox was going to be so I, I just got there and I just put everything where I wanted it to be and I, know, I knew I needed to do a couple of little stretches and, and, and a little bit of mobilization so I just did that quickly and I knew at 3.30 I had to do an interview for the media so I did that and then I said do you guys need anything else and they said no and I just said, well, I'm going to start running. And I, I was really relaxed, mate. Like, from the start, I was just, I knew I was there for 24 hours. I'd spent, and this is another thing, mate, is that I'd spent a lot of time preparing for this as well. I knew I was going to do it for a while. Yeah. And, you know, one of the things I wrote in my article was I, the week after, so, and this is where people have to understand a little bit of context. Like, I ran Kenya. Two weeks later, I went and ran in, in Jordan. Now, this is not the right thing to do, and I, I don't suggest everyone does this, but I, I'm, I've done been doing this for a while, so it kind of worked out, and I did come out of it unscathed, but I wouldn't do it like this again. Two weeks later, I ran 160K in Jordan. I got back on Sunday morning, and on Thursday afternoon, or Friday afternoon, I went and did an 18-hour training session in the mountains with, yeah, with a few clients. So what I was doing there was practicing sleep deprivation. Now, that wasn't massively physically challenging, but again, it was massively mentally and draining. Yeah. And it was getting my body used to being up. Um, and then we flicked, we flicked a few different ideas back and forth to each other about, you know, I woke up a few times, 2 a.m., went out running, you know, just that discomfort of being awake at that time. Yeah running home from work so I'd run in the morning to work I'd work the whole day which could be you know most days would be about nine or ten hours and everyone thinks our job's quite easy <laughs> you know and yeah you know, I, I don't find it massively 
it's not I wouldn't call ever call it hard but we still have to work yeah. like you know this morning I was here at quarter past five and I've got a client to see at 6 p.m. so the days are long which again put you under a lot of brain fatigue cognitive fatigue so practicing that and then one thing that I, I encourage all my ultra runners to do as well is like to actually to create space to think about it and you know this this week as we record this we're dialing people in for UTMB Oman and in their training peaks are, are walks. They've all had a message this week of, you know, what I think they should be doing to train their brain. They should be creating some space every day, whether it's to listen to podcasts, whether it's to reflect, to write things down. Everyone's motivated in different ways, mate. Yeah. But I used all those different tools. So when I was on the start line, I was totally prepared. I, I you know, so we, we have to think, what could potentially go wrong here? Yeah. Like you have to, because I have to manage those things. You know, I had two pairs of shoes because I, I knew that I didn't want to have an issue with, you know, just in case one pair, the lace snapped or something. So there are certain things you have to ask what can go wrong. And, you know, incredibly, mate, I was getting treated the week before for a problem in my heel and having run 207K, that problem's now disappeared. Yeah. Which is... You run it off. Which is just <laughs> jog it off sort of thing. So, yeah, on the start line, I was I was actually really relaxed. And then it's, it's quite funny because you start running and in a lot of ultras that I've started running, you sort of think, wow, I've got, you know, 24 hours ahead or 250Ks ahead. And I didn't really have that feeling this time. I was just... I, it was quite amusing at, at half an hour in because the plan was always to change direction every half an hour. And at half an hour in, I, I changed direction and I, I said out loud, I said, well, that's one forty-eighth of this done. <laughs> <laughs> and a few people looked at me a bit strange and I went, well, something to think about, isn't yeah, it? You know? think about. So, yeah, that's how it really kicked off. It's, it's interesting because the shorter races, like if you're going into a, a 5K, uh, 10K, it's all about your immediate warm-up. Mm. It's it's literally what you do that morning will affect your race yeah. that that day. As you go longer, certainly with guys who are doing like the ultras or, or Ironman clients, that you'll get to race morning. And you can mess up a little bit on race morning. It's what you've yeah. done yeah. that you've banked really yeah. into that. And I think with this twenty four hour one, we've e- even proven that even more. Is this has been developing since May? Yeah, there like you did your little mobilization work and for that. But yeah. essentially, mate, your first. 12, 13 hours was like th- yeah. your warm-up. Yeah, and that's quite a weird thing to, to think about because you, you do think about it like that, but you, at the same time, you, you want to make sure. And it's like a game, like you used to play rugby, kick off anywhere 2 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. I sort of had those same things. I mean, you guys said to me on, on Thursday morning, what are you up to? I'm like, well, I don't really have anything. And yeah. Do you want to go for breakfast? Yeah, why not? You it's know, about keeping you busy at that point it's, in your mind. Yeah, exactly. And then, mate, after breakfast, I go home and, you know, I just sort of sat on the couch and then you feel tired. And I'm like, oh, okay, cool. I'll just sleep for two minutes, yeah. five minutes. And obviously you can't, mate. Your, your mind is, is just thinking about different things and stuff. But, yeah, it's the first few hours are just, you know, with, with ultra running, and this is, this is the biggest thing, one of the biggest takeaways, especially, you know, Run Strong as a podcast is your first bit is just to, is just to see how you're feeling. Like, you've got to start to feel your body out. And yeah. you almost have to do this, this scan of your body. Okay, how, how, are, we, how are we doing? And an hour in, okay, what's going on? And we're not looking for issues, but we're just, we're just creating awareness of the body. Yeah. You know, and how many times, mate, like do we say to runners you know pull your shoulders back or this that and the other and i've seen some of the footage i was in awful shape a lot <laughs> yeah, but right. like often i'd be like 
chest up, you know, just pull my shoulders back and just this scanning of the body just to make sure we're checking in. But the main thing and, and as we move, as people move from shorter distances and, and really having to nail that pre-race warm up and yeah. get everything right, like even in an Ironman, you don't really have a big opportunity to to. to to sort of check out how things are going because no. you're, you know, you're full gas in a swim and then you're full gas on a bike and then you're, you know, you're running as hard as you can off the bike. And I know lots of people might be taking 12 hours to do that, yeah. but you know, you sort of, you're into an intensity to start. Whereas, you know, I think the first, I mean, my average heart rate for the whole thing was 118 yeah. beats. So, and if you, if you look at it as well, you look at what Jim Wormsley won Western States with this year, you know, and that was the biggest, one of the biggest talking points. He's only in zone two, yeah. you know, the fact that he can run, you know, four and a half minute K off road on trail, vertical descending for in zone two, like that's a completely different thing, <laughs> but you know, he, you're just in this relaxed state. And I think the longer you can, it's a bit like life really, the longer you can stay in this relaxed state yeah. of complete awareness and keep on asking yourself, okay, how do I feel? How's this going? And be honest, mate, as well. Like you have to give yourself like, I was like, oh, geez, then there's a pain here now. And, and, and then I'm like, okay, that's cool. We'll keep running because I know it'll go. And yeah, it goes. And the little bugger's like down here on my left leg now. And yeah. it just, it moves around. But one, one of the biggest things that, that I've spoken about for a while and I just think people should really do is, you know, you've got to recognize firstly what's going on in your body. And you're only going to do that by asking yourself questions. Yeah. You've then got to reject any thought that that thing is going to stop you from achieving your goal on that day. Yeah. Like so it's it's a complete contradiction of terms that we're talking about here and you know this this I I, I found I think one of the points or, or or the second point is actually in the book Endure. And but my my philosophy is a little bit different that you know there's a rejection straight away. I'm not rejecting the fact that it's happening. I'm just rejecting the fact that it's going to stop me from from progressing. And then immediately comes my third point, and that's where it stops. It's the three checkpoints of what can I do right now, you know. And and I think that takes a lot of the time in life and in ultra running and in any sport. That takes a lot of you've got to drop your ego, yeah. And you've got to you've got to go. Okay, if right now the best, if if I honestly believe, and you're not always clear, but if I honestly believe that right now the best thing to do is to walk 100 meters, you have to be ready to do it. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I, and, and sometimes, mate, during, <laughs> I went through everything, you know, and during that 24 hours, I would feel in pain, but then I'd be like, okay, what's the thing? So I'd, I'd recognize it, I reject that it's gonna, it's gonna stop me from doing it. What's the thing I can do now? And the answer would be, just keep running. Yeah. Okay. Just keep running because it might subside. Yeah. And it normally does, mate, because something else then takes so, over. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was, so, and we're sort of starting from the back, working our, I'm starting at the, the last of it and working yeah. our way to the front. But I remember uh, being with you in the final few hours of it and, and you were saying, you know, how much you were suffering. And it was like, I know, mate, but in 10 minutes, you're going to feel totally different than yeah. you do yeah. right now. And that's what people need to, can, you can only understand that by putting yourself through yeah. extreme limits of it, which obviously you have done over the past few years yeah. enough times to know, yeah. all right, let's just let's keep hammering on. Yeah. When was the first hurdle you got to? I mean, was it yeah. plain sailing for 12 hours or uh, 13? No, it wasn't eight? at all, mate. It wasn't straightforward from the start. I, I actually had a problem in my, in my feet super early on. I, and I'll never really know why 
I think I know now why, and I think that's just because of the way that the track is. And when we run, when we walk, generally, when we're running a marathon, when we're running on trail especially, we're moving from side to side. We might be going up a curb, up a rock, or something like that. I was running exactly the same movement for 24 hours. Yeah. To get off the track, there wasn't a curb, so I'd never had to move in any other direction. And after about, again, I don't really know when I changed my shoes. I, yeah, I have no clue. I started out in the new cloud flows, uh, on cloud flow, and I've run, I did a nine-hour training session in them a few weeks ago, and I had zero pain. Yeah. And I did, and I started out in my, in my new uh, Rock A Eco White socks, and I did that same training session in those, and I had zero pain at all. And I ran, uh, I think I ran over 30 kilometers in that, and I did over a 1,000 box step-ups and blah, 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 blah. No pain at all. So I was like, oh, maybe it's because of, maybe it's the shoes. Because last year I ran all my marathons in, in, in the old cloud flows. Anyway, so I got to four hours, and I was like, my feet are so sore. And I, so, again, what, what do I do? What can I do right now? And I was like, screw it. I'll just go back to what I ran all my marathons in and what I know is good. Yep. Stuck them on, and, yeah, we made to, to sort of talk through it. Got to, I don't even know what the time was for the marathon, mate. Uh, it must have been four hours 15, something like that. No, four hours 30. And then 5.22, I'd done 50K. I was like, okay, that's cool. That's, you know, that, that's pretty decent. I wasn't, and I never looked at it like, okay, I need to be at five and a half hours at 50K. It was just a simple, if I can keep around 8.4K, which is about 6.30, it'll buy me, it'll get me like 8.4K an hour, and it'll get me about four minutes buffer. And if I need it, I'll use it. If not, I'll just keep on running. So Joao was telling me we we're doing about 9.4Ks an hour because he was there pretty early on. And then I got to 100K and I was in 11 hours. And that's actually when I, I changed my mind <laughs> about what I wanted from it. Yeah. I was, because another thing, mate, which, which I didn't really make clear is I had a target of 201, but I also, I wanted to really, I, I don't finish many ultras having not pushed, but I wanted, I, I saw this as real opportunity to really, with it not sounding stupid, really try and, crush myself like really try and and see like where i could get to i don't know it, it, it's quite hard to explain push the limits yeah maybe to push yeah. the limits or, or or you know and again i don't i don't think this is for everyone and i think people need to be careful because you know i don't think people should be going out and trying to break themselves but i um, i wanted to see i wanted to get into a situation that i'd never got into before that's probably the best way to say it yeah it's a good way and so i get to 11 hours and i'm like well, i've done 100k that means if I do 100K in the next 11 hours, I'm at 22 hours. That means I've got two hours left. And it was actually Matt Jennison was running with me, I think at the time. I think he came about 2 o'clock. And I only know that is because he's never late. And he sent me a message two days before. He said, I'll be there at 2 o'clock. So I'm yeah, pretty yeah. sure he was there at 2 o'clock. <laughs> and I said, but I think the new goal now has to be five back-to-back -back marathons, which is 211K. And people are probably thinking, you're an idiot. You, you know, you're running 204K, you're running for 24 hours, and now you've just added 10K on. But right there, mate, is where I, I thought, like, that was a challenge. Because when I got to 11 hours, 201K was no longer a challenge. I was like, 
I, I want to sound like an idiot, but I was like, it's in the bag. I knew I could finish it because I had a good nutrition system. I was hydrated. There was pain in my feet, but it was all good. And so I kept going. I kept going at that pace. And the next hour was actually a little bit sticky. And it was, yeah, my feet started hurting more. Luckily, Nick Jordan was there and he, he treated me. Or was it before? No. And that's when I actually took my first painkiller, which again, I said in my article, I don't condone it. I don't think people should no. do it. I, it. It's just, and I've never taken any performance enhancing steroids, drugs or anything like that. But I've used painkillers and, and I'll use them again <laughs> because they help. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> and I started taking my first Voltaren at about 12 hours. Then, then I realized it was going to be a decent challenge because the pain wasn't easing and I was getting different pain through my legs, which was, which was coming in waves. I never felt tired. I never felt hungry. I never felt thirsty. So that was, and that was giving me massive sort of credits in the bank. I was like, this is money in the bank. And I remember it. I, I said, this is money in the bank like out loud so many times because I was ahead and I was doing good. I wasn't getting ahead of myself. But I was like, this is good. We get, we're going for 211K. I think I can get it. And Nick treated me at about five in the morning or something like that and really relieved my toes. And I was like, this is it. But the treatment had like, it's funny because if I say to you, you've got four or five minutes every hour, oh, I've got four or five minutes every hour. But by the time you've stopped, taken your shoes off, you spent three or four minutes on one foot. You know, at one stage I had to go for a shit and I was there for like 12 minutes. So that was, that was, I don't have any money in the bank. There's no. money going out of the bank yeah. now. And it got to a stage at about, I think it was about 18 hours. So there's probably about six hours left. I, I, I realized to myself, like I recalculated, calculated. I'm like, right, I need to run at about 6.15 or 6.20 average for like 50 to 55 minutes for the next six hours. And that was like locked in. It was programmed. And... And then I had this strange laugh to myself, like, are you crazy? You've got six hours left and you're like, I'm, I'm on the home straight, mate. I'm like, this is it. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking this is it. And, and then I said to myself, I said, yeah, can you sustain this for the next six hours? And I was like, yeah, of course I can. And I just went for it. Yeah. And I, 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 knew, I knew then, I don't even know how many Ks I had left. I, I haven't been over my, my, my data too much yet, apart from the top line numbers. But I want to see sort of where certain stuff happened. And, you know, two hours in, mate, I, I was feeling good and I was hitting the pace and I'd stopped again. And I think Holly had massaged my feet. Nick had taught her what to do, you know. And, and then it started getting a bit, and I think this is when you showed up, it started getting a bit ropey. It was hot. I was still having to push. Yeah. And I think I, I, my nutrition was fine, mate. I, I don't think, like I've said a few times, I don't think there was an issue there. There was no issue with my, my hydration. I was, I was feeling good. And the system that I had was good. Like I was coming in, Clarky was there, Rash was there, Holly was there, taking care of everything. I had everything I wanted. I told them a lap before I'm coming in the next lap. I only need to be there for like two or three minutes. But yeah, it was, it was probably about 10, 11 where it did get hotter. And that started to punch me in the face a bit like it wasn't it's not any hotter than I've ever experienced before but 
again, it's compounded. I'm, I'm coming into the hottest part of the day and I've been running for 20 hours yeah. nonstop. So fatigued. Like, you have no idea how that hot heat will affect you yeah, at that point. Yeah, and it, it, it starts to... And that's when it just got a bit... Yeah, it just got a bit different, mate. And uh, yeah, it's, the, the last four hours is, is very, very blurry. It's... it's there, I can't really... I can't really say what happened when and, and how it all happened because I genuinely don't know. Yeah. Um, you probably know a lot more than me, mate. Yeah. So, well, yeah, I think we agreed. Well, you, you just text me, basically said, let me know when you need me there and I'll be there. And you said between basically the last four hours. Mm. Um, I knew it wasn't one to show up late for it. So I came <laughs> actually uh, about an hour and a half early. All right. Yeah. And I just wanted to see what was... I just wanted to get a lay of the land. Yeah. So I, I knew you'd still be running. That wasn't, that was never a shadow of a doubt. Yeah. I didn't know what state you were going to be in. <laughs> yeah. So I remember showing up, I'd seen Clarkie at the house before I'd left and he said what was going on and it yeah. all sounded quite smooth. <laughs> I, I had to bring some coffee with me and some electrolytes. So I That's knew it, yeah. if you're asking for that, you're still pretty like cognitively aware of what's yeah. going on. Yeah. Um, and then I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to rock up quietly just have a look see who's with you because yeah. i know in those sort of situations the last thing you want is someone coming in and throwing you completely off yeah yeah off the off your zone right yeah so i did i showed up and um you know i spoke to holly for a little bit just to see how things were uh, arash had been there all yeah, all night you incredible know, yeah. real legend yeah. just stuck around and obviously clark had been there pretty much 12 hours yeah as well, mate. i didn't realize that until holly told me yeah he, he had so <laughs> yeah. i had a good idea of where it was and and you were happy. You were chatting away. Yeah. Um, I can't remember who you were running with, but you had a good group around you. And I just sat, just sat, and I just uh, chilled for a bit. Anyway, yeah. just to keep watching you. What was going on? Okay, he's drinking this here. Okay, he's stopping for a piss. That's a good sign. Yeah. And then I could see it as I must have been there for nearly an hour, mate. And, All right. And uh, you were coming up to a turnaround, and something just. I could just see something slow you down a touch and make you hesitate. Yeah. And I thought, all right, I'm in. Yeah. And I just nudged up next to you and I just said, need anything, mate? <laughs> and you were running with a bottle and I was like, that's not going to be good because you're going to be moving yeah. offline. So yeah. I just took the bottle off you and you didn't actually chat to me for maybe a lap or so. We just ran. <laughs> and see, I don't really remember any of this. Yeah, we just ran for a bit. And um, I said it in, a, in an Instagram post. You then went to talk to me. You obviously hadn't spoken for a while because your voice was really low and it was really quiet. Yeah. Like you were like thirsty a little bit. Yeah. And uh, you just, the first thing you asked me, how'd the guys get on this morning? Yeah, because it was a race and I knew that. Yeah. 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 And, and that was it. I was like, awesome. So I, because that's my chance to share with you some positive news yeah. and, and what happened. So I told you what was going on and then it sort of opened up your gates to start telling me how you were feeling, yeah. what your new goal was. I remember you telling me about the five yeah. marathons, the, the pacing strategy that you wanted. Yeah. And then we obviously talked about what your fueling plan was before, but you told me a little bit about how it's changed and stuff, what yeah. was feeling good on your stomach, what wasn't. Yeah. And it just sort of laid out the nice little next few hours for me to just make sure we were, we were working well on it. Yeah. And then, mate, you were, you were really good for maybe an hour and a half, nearly two hours. <laughs> Things were ticking along yeah, so that's, well. Yeah, so that would have taken us up to about 20, 22 hours, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, and as most people know, there wasn't a great deal of talking. Yeah. People, there was quite a lot of chatter going on behind us. Also. Other people coming in and out, and 
there was a you may remember like there was a fun fair going on or like a Christmas yeah, yeah, fair. Yeah. People were shouting over the fence of stuff and we were joking oh. around together and people were showing up and we were sort of giving it a laugh, giving yeah. some people abuse, you know, yeah, the usual. Yeah, yeah. And then they, I can't remember the exact time point of it, but we breezed through like one eight, 180k up to 190s. Yeah. And then it started to get a little bit more sticky and I was like, this is now real. Yeah. The fight has begun. Yeah, yeah. Because you were rejecting uh, water. Yeah. You, you weren't able to um, swallow like the electrolyte stuff. Yeah. So I was just saying, just rinse it around your mouth and, and spit it out. So yeah. we we were doing two laps, and then I would give you. Uh, I'd just say rinse. You'd rinse, and then the next lap I'd give you water to actually try and drink. Yeah. And so I thought, okay, the more I can get you into like a routine here, the better we can we can do this. Yeah. And then it just slowly, you just went from feeling so good and you were ticking along so nicely, and yeah. then just started to break down a little bit. And a little bit more and it was as the heat was coming on because yeah. you know we could all feel it as well yeah, yeah and then i think the real start of the end if you like yeah was uh when you had to go into the changing rooms for your you yeah. said you needed the toilet yeah I need, can you remember that yeah i remember that and i saw i remember mate i think from i think you're right from about 190 that's when it got super hard and yeah there wasn't much talking no i didn't mate i didn't talk the whole thing really i didn't i tried not like i tried to smile to lift myself up and to bring people but yeah it was much better when other people were it, it took a lot it took a lot more like normally in a race i can i can talk it's it's all good like if i need to i can talk and have a bit of chit chat but i found that i just i just couldn't and it was probably i think if i calculate back i was probably going up to so it was about eight eight and a half k's an hour so we're probably getting to it would have been 194 and then that would have taken us to 202 yeah. and then the last bit in yeah so that, that kind of works out yeah that 194 and then that next hour and then i knew because <coughs> obviously i was locked on i i, I even in the, with two hours to go i i i was going to 211 like yeah. I was going to 211 yeah, it was you, everything you, you know I was actually on the pace for it and that's what's even more wild about it is that it's not like my pace dropped from 615 to 620 to 630 to 650 to this it just happened in one hit and I think it was about I think it was actually about two I'd hit 200 and I told you I've just done 200 I remember that we were going down the back straight we were going the right direction of the track and I was like I was like, yeah, cool, this is it. And my next checkpoint was 203. And we got to, I think we got to about 202. And that's when I, I, I remember asking you, I just, the, the noise of people around me was just destroying me. Yeah. And I said, mate, can you, can you move people away from me? And it was the first time because I felt bad like asking people to move before that, even though some people were running in my way and just like did not know what they were doing. But that's fine as well. <laughs> And I said, can you move people? And when you move them, it, it made me realize that I, I genuinely had farted once <laughs> in the whole thing. Yeah. And it was because I was always running in a group. Yeah. Like, and people, people might laugh at that, but to give that some context, like when you're doing these things, your gut goes yeah, crazy yeah, yeah. and you have an incredible amount of wind. Yeah. And, you know, loads of things happen in your body, blah, blah, blah. But you, you, you need to fart. And <laughs> it was, I don't know, I just... I didn't want to be rude. I didn't want people to think I was 
rude. And, you know, people a, pink eye. there was a lot of ladies running with me and stuff. And I remember at one stage when Holly was massaging my feet at like 8 a.m., I was sat on the physio bed and I thought no one was around. <laughs> and I, I let off this fart and, and Isra, one of the girls from the gym, like I literally turned around and she was there. And her face was just like of horror. Yeah. And I went, I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't know what to say. And in my mind, I was like, this is my party, you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll cry if I want to. But I was just like, oh, shit. And, and, that's, and it was, I think, you moved everyone away from me. Yeah. And I think we did one more lap. We and did half. We, yeah, like half a lap. And I just had to go to the toilet. Yeah. I just, and you know, the funniest thing, mate, is that we got into that toilet and I didn't even need a shit. Yeah. I, I, I sat on the toilet, I let out some gas, had a good old fart, and I was just in there, and I was just shaking, mate. And I was literally, I didn't know if the door was open or locked, and I, I didn't no, give a shit. <laughs> and my pants were, my running shorts were out, I didn't have a shirt, obviously. And I'm laid there, like this, against the back pan of the toilet. Yeah. This is why you should watch a video version of the show. And I'm, <laughs> I'm there... And I think I still had my sunnies on. They were, my cap was on, and I think my sunnies were on. And I was like, I was literally just going, "Oh my god!" <laughs> and I, you know, it's, it's almost like I don't know what was happening. I looked around and I saw the butt hose, and I was like, "Oh my god!" And I've tried to reach for it, and I've reached for it, and just got it, and I just sprayed it on my head. And I'm having this shower. Yeah. And I was like. What am I doing? And I, if you'd have told me I was in there for 15 minutes or for two minutes, I didn't really know. But literally, I felt some relief in this shower, and I stopped quaking and shivering. And I wasn't cold. I wasn't. I was probably in a state of shock or whatever. I'd really hit the wall at this stage. Yeah. And all I could think of was get out on the track. I didn't know how. I didn't even look at my watch, mate. I can't even tell you how long. The next recollection of time I have is. Someone said in the group, and I don't know how close this was, but someone said there's only an hour to go. And I looked at my watch and I went, 54 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I, don't, I don't know. And I remember, who, I remember <laughs> that. Yeah, I, well. think, I think I know who it is. And anyway, and we walked out and we walked onto the track. And I, then I remember what happened because I remember you said, mate, let's just go left and let's just walk left. Yeah. And I think literally it was about... We didn't. We got round to the back straight, and I started trying to run again because I was like, I've "Just got to finish this damn thing off." Yeah. And uh, yeah. Well, this I can remember this very well, and I actually can't tell you how long you were in the toilet for. It was, I reckon, it was up to nearly ten minutes. But yeah, I think, mate, you because you started saying to me, "All these people are here, and I'm I'm walking." Yeah. And I'm saying, mate, it does <laughs> not matter. <laughs> like these people are here for you. Yeah. They're not even here to see you run, mate. They're here to just see you complete the challenge you've set. Yeah. And I and then you know you ask people to to move away, and that was quite funny, mate. Because afterwards, I uh, I went back to where Holly was because she was. I wanted to just make sure she knew you were okay. Yeah. And she said, uh, "What's wrong? Why did everyone move away?" And I said, "Ah, oh, he needed to fart." <laughs> she goes, "What? He's never needed. He's never told anyone to clear away before." <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I don't know." But uh, so that was quite funny. And then when we came back onto the track, I think your mental state was. I think you actually wanted to send you off on a lap on your own. Yeah. Just you. Yeah. So you could just have a talk to yourself. Yeah. And so I said, "Mate." Because you looked at the group of people and I could see almost the dread in your eyes yeah. of it. So I just said, mate, just go left. Yeah. And then I was going to 
sort of set you off on the right track and, and turn and walk back. And before I could even turn, mate, the group was just around you. Really? And it's a good 15, 20 people. Oh. And I was like, this just sets the tone. because. Yeah. You, and and I'm, I was almost like, I'm sorry, mate, but you're stuck here because <laughs> yeah. the, these guys are, are behind you. They, yeah. you know, and they want to do this with you. It's not yeah. they're going to watch and you know clap you on to the finish. It's like these guys are here, yeah. and so that's it. That's and, what happened. Yeah, and actually, you still had a good 90 minutes left. Then is that how long yeah. it was? Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. Yeah, it was. It was a weird feeling that as well, mate, because I didn't. I was like, I, you know, I was just thinking. I was like. I'm suffering. I chose to do this. Like, this is my fault. I've got, I'm pretty much getting what I signed up for, you know? And yeah. I, I, I think I knew then, although I never, I never knew, but I, I think I, I don't think I ever admitted it that I wouldn't get 211. I was still thinking I was going to get 211. Yeah. And I was like, I was, but then I was running at like 7.30, okay, it's hardly even a run. And then I'd, I'd have to walk. The pain was so excruciating and I was, my legs were so shaky that, I, that that's all I could do. And I was like, this is just terrible for these people. Yeah. Like, why, do, why are they here? <laughs> and that's what was going through my head. I was like, and that's the thing why, like, why I was like that because I was like, why, why am I putting them through it? And it's quite a... You know, there's, there's a lot, and I posted about it the week before about this vulnerability stuff. Yeah. And, you know, people saying that males are not vulnerable and not speaking out. Like, it's complete bullshit. Like, every time you go on the start line of a race or I go on the start line of a race or a challenge or something like this, you put yourself in such a vulnerable position. Yeah. And it was honestly, it was like I was walking around that track butt naked. Yeah. Like, I was feeling like I was just getting absolutely it was debauchery yeah it was like my sanity was getting and it's not because of ego but i was just getting ripped apart because i was i was i don't know if i was letting the people down but i was like why am i putting them through this and i never knew how many people were there and i never ever looked around i never looked around the whole night actually basically i had i had one guy who'd been running with me for an hour before i knew he was there yeah i never wanted to look around and yeah i just I was like, I knew, I didn't, yeah, I, I didn't admit that I wouldn't get to 11, but I knew that the clock was ticking, and I knew the less I looked at my watch, the better, and yeah, it was a long, <laughs> it was a long hour. It was a very long hour, yeah. and, but actually the last hour we, you know, you, you did, you cheered up a little bit as it went on, and it was, it was the, it was the hour before that was the real dark, dark moments for you, and it's funny you say about vulnerability, because Mate, I've seen you in some states before. Yeah. You know, uh, I've seen you almost, I've seen you hit a wall. Yeah. Uh, going yeah. across the Wahiba. Yeah. And uh, the marathons, a couple towards the end when I yeah, come there tough. with you, yeah. that, you know, you yeah. were telling me things, but I've never heard you, you, you said to me, please make it stop. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I'm like, mate. I, <laughs> I remember I, that now. I, there's nothing I can do. Only you can do this. Yeah. And the only way it happens is you keep moving until yeah. the time of the clock hits 24 hours. Yeah. And I just kept saying to you, mate, 10 minutes, you're going to feel different. Yeah. In 10 minutes, you're going to yeah, feel different. I felt different. worse, you liar. <laughs> well, you're right. I, I didn't say different, different good. Yeah, but yeah. It, and it was. And it, I don't know whether the people around us could, could hear or, yeah. or what, but it was real. It was just raw, mate. Yeah. Because you've never gone to that point 
of, yeah. of pain before. Yeah. Obviously, you've never gone to that point of being so open with how you're feeling. Because yeah. we sort of, we all know here when we're going out for running or stuff, we're like, yeah. okay, it's starting to hurt now. But you don't say anything. Because, yeah, yeah. You know, you just carry, you don't want to bring the people around you yeah. down with it. But this was solely about you. And I was like, he must be real bad if he's saying Yeah, this. it was funny because it was going through my mind what Hayden said. And he is like, you know, he said in a message the week before, he said, if you don't shit yourself or crawl, you haven't done it properly. And there was, when I was really in trouble, I was like, I'm just not going to crawl. That was the only thing on my mind. But as you saw, sometimes I was like walking, almost bent over double with my hands on my quads. You were cramped up. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't even know. Well, yeah, I was just... I, it you wasn't were doubled even, over. Yeah, I was doubled over, mate. And yeah. that, that was another great thing. That's why I knew my nutrition was great because I, I didn't have any cramp in anything. Yeah. Like I'd get like shooting pains and stuff, but and I was just like, I'm not... I remembered, I heard his voice in my head. Like even though it was a, a message, like I had his voice in my head you know, about crawling and I'm like, I'm not going to crawl. Yeah. And I've got all these people behind me and I'm not going to crawl. But I was just like, and that's when I think I said it, I remember now, I was just like, this has to stop. Yeah. Like it, it just had to stop and we're still 45 minutes out. Yeah. And I'm like, and I knew, mate, I knew. And I, when I tried to figure out what I could do next, I knew that running a little bit and you said like maybe run 200 into the wind, down the wind, up the wind, round the wind. And like, but that was, that was too much. Yeah. Like at that point, I didn't know which way the wind was blowing. <laughs> like I literally didn't. Like I'd be, I'd be like, oh, the wind's blowing in my face. Like, so there was no, there was no, all the rational thinking's completely gone. And yeah, it, it's. I knew it that was, because you did try running into the wind and then walking down. And I was like, mate, maybe we switch this up a bit. <laughs> yeah. Walk the back straight. Yeah. And, you and see, I, I couldn't figure out which way the wind was blowing. And yeah. Yeah, mate, it was, it was everything I wanted it to be. It was, <laughs> it was. a little bit more. <laughs> and the, the final 10 minutes, you may remember, was it became a very happy, it, the, the mood swung yeah. real, real big. Yeah. Not that people were unhappy before, but your yeah. mood in yeah. itself. I think a couple of people talked about um, the, the milestones they'd set. So I think maybe six or seven had run marathons. Yeah. Uh, a few people had done their first half marathons. And then they started coming back to watch you finish. And yeah, it, that was wild, man. And the atmosphere started to, to change. And people don't know, this, this track is, um, it's got quite wide verges. It's got yeah. one side as a stand. The other side was a fun fair or Christmas yeah. fair going on. But then it's quite, you can't really build an atmosphere no. there. It's not like a stadium track, which people might imagine. So we've got this one corner of the track, which is starting to build with people. And they'd watch you start and now they come back to watch you yeah. finish. Or they'd run in the middle of the night with you and they would come back. And the whole thing started to build and build. And even now getting goosebumps yeah, from it. Yeah, mate. it was crazy. And then it was like, okay, mate, you, you two laps and you're going yeah. to finish. Yeah. So we, we actually started organizing. How do we want the finish to look? <laughs> I remember saying to you, mate, how do you see this in your head? Because yeah. well, I'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and it was, okay, let's move you into the middle. We get the, we get the flag, yeah. uh, Inner Fight Endurance flag. We get people around you. Obviously, Inner Fight guys with, with T-shirts and stuff get to the front. So yeah. it looks like we've really dominated it. I remember that so much. I was like, you just said, right, anyone with an Inner Fight yeah. T-shirt get to the front. Otherwise, you need to be at the back. <laughs> I was like... Mate, that's brutal. All these people have come out to support. Let's not be brandist now. And I was just like, oh my, but it's so, it's so true that like, I'm so proud that you said it. Cause yeah. I was just like, oh my God, it was just like this order. And everyone just, just filed in. Did it mate? Yeah. Yeah, it was people weird. People went back and Boz said to me afterwards, I wasn't wearing in a fight and I had to run at the back. <laughs> really? That's hilarious. <laughs> but it was quite funny what shit. you said there as well, mate, because 
and they didn't have to cheer often because I was taking so long to do a lap. But every time I came past that home base where everyone was at the end of the track, the cheer just got louder. Louder and louder. Man. And I felt like I was just getting slower. And I could see, I could see people's faces. And this is a lot that's been coming back to me over the last few days. Like people's faces were, were grimacing. Yeah. And I was like, what's wrong with that guy? <laughs> <laughs> and then Gabby came up to me this morning in here in the gym and she yeah. said I couldn't watch it yeah. I was like why she goes I couldn't see you in that state and that's when I realized it was only this morning that I realized why I, I see people's faces grimacing and I was like ah oh, they were feeling bad because I was feeling I was like oh there's no need for there that was, there was a lot of it mate and and I think you needed people around you who had seen you sort of close to that state before because if yeah. some new person had come up and they'd have gone, pull this guy out yeah. now. Yeah, but it, yeah. obviously we know you well enough to know that, okay, he just needs just two minutes. Two he needs minutes. Yeah, four, if, if he said four minutes, he's going to be four minutes. Yeah. So let's just wait for that. Yeah. But mate, back to the ending. It was building and building. And then, you know, how do you finish a 24-hour run? <laughs> it's so hard to know. Very slowly. Someone decided to make a, a sort of tunnel, which was yeah, a great that idea. Was cool. I love watching uh, final finishing pictures because you real you get a sense of how everyone yeah. is and no one knows that they're having their picture taken because it's focused on you but you yeah. can see faces yeah, yeah. in the background and people there's people just look they're looking at you in like amazement yeah some people are just so happy you can't yeah. stop smiling yeah uh, people some people are on there you know looking through their phone at you yeah. and, and you're just stood in the middle of all these people with the towel around you and it was like what now yeah. <laughs> it was so mate it was totally not the you know, in, 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 in ultras, I always I always think about the end because it gives me a lot to focus on yeah. and what I'm going to do when I get there and who's going to be there and what it's going to be like. And, you know, just a few days before Laura, from who runs the social media for, for the company, she posted my picture of the finish at, at the, the marathons and I'm, I'm flying through the air. And, you what know, a difference. What a difference. And, you know, I had it in my mind that I really... I'd really empty the tank in the last, I'd run the last 5K in like 25 minutes or something like that. I'd drop it to fives. And I had this all premeditated and obviously it never really happened and I'm fine it didn't. But it was such a weird, it's always a weird feeling at the end. But yeah, it, like we crossed the line and everyone was just, mate, everyone's just amazing. Like it, it just blew me away. Like the people, how much time people committed to me. Like, you know, I think... I, aside from like Arash, Clarky, and Holly, you know, Lizzie was there at the start. She then came running and then she came for the end. Yes. Yeah, I think end. she was a three timer. There was a lot, a lot of two timers, and I don't want to go calling a load of people out and no. missing people out, but it, it, it was phenomenal. And I, I knew that people had been coming and going because they'd be there and not be there. And that was it. At the end, I was just there with, with, with the flag, with the towel around me, and, you know, obviously hugged Holly. And I, I was just like, I couldn't say thank you enough to people. Yeah, like, you could I, see it as well. I was just like, how do I, how do I cultivate how thankful I am for them being here? Yeah, like, it, yeah. it, it, it's quite weird because we say thank you. Well, we should say thank you like a million times a day, right? You know, here's a coffee. Thank you. Open the door. Thank you. Thank you. But I, and I think I said thank you. I tried to say it in three or four different ways. And I was like, you know what? I think that's enough now. And that's when I went and laid on the physio bed yeah. and... Then, mate, the pain <laughs> closed went. in. And there's pictures. I posted one on my Instagram yesterday. They've got pictures of me on there. Yeah. And that was just, I'm fetal. 
and then Tamara came over and she's like trying to straighten my legs and that's it's that you know when the when the when the job's done and you just it just starts to your body just starts to go crazy yeah it was it was wild and one of my mates Hayden again he's so good with these things he he said like he sent me the picture of me and Holly at the end and he goes did you cry and I said I said I know Holly was crying mate I said I honestly don't know if I cried or not I said it, it was just it was just wild and he said what did he say he said he said you were so alive you wish you were dead <laughs> quite the conundrum and that's what it is it's just this this amazing feeling of just being just living so strong in such an incredible moment and it's not because those people around and because i had done something great no it was more because of what everyone else had done yeah. that 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 still now mate gives me more goosebumps and yeah. gives me more like emotion when I think about it, what everyone else had done, what you'd done for me in the last few hours, what Holly had done, what, what you know, a 10-year-old kid had run 10K, Manisha had come and run 21, yeah. Sam had run his first marathon and then run 50. And again, I, I should mention everyone, but I'll screw it up so I won't. But like that just, that made me feel so alive. And this thing called running is just, it's so close to life in so many ways that I actually never knew before like I knew running was great to me. I'd done it since I was young and you know, all, all that story there. But on Friday at the end and since, it's just, we can really change people's lives with it. And that's, you know, bringing it back to the podcast. That's what you guys are doing through this podcast. But it's just such this unique opportunity because everyone can do it. And four-year-old kids were there and older people were there. I don't know what the oldest was. <laughs> but it was just this feeling of being so alive and so in the moment and where nothing else mattered that was just... And I hope, and I think a lot of people did feel that from, from the environment down there. Like it was just something... It was wild. I, I think we should do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Mate, it was wild. People were 100% inspired by it. Yeah. People leveled up just by being there and watching what yeah. you can go through level themselves up. It was a real incredible moment and i think it's even more incredible that it was a pure just raw moment there was no company that had arranged it there was no uh agenda at the end of, of giving you out a medal yeah. it was like this guy wanted to run for 24 hours he's done it yeah you're up next yeah you know, whatever your so challenge many, is that's you know I've, I've thought about how i can write that without sounding like an absolute wanker in my social media mate but like you know there was nothing there was just people at the end which when everything's said and done like your life's full of people it's full of these stupid freaking objects as well but it's yeah. full of these people that they, they just those people were so generous to me mate and they're like we learned a lot about our community when i was in hospital because of the number of people that came in yeah but those people were just so amazing and i think we need to you know I know that people do races and we've spoken about it a lot on many shows and in, in different ways about medals and that's the motivation. But you know what? I, I, having those people there was the biggest medal that I could ever exactly. get. You yeah. know, and there was no finish line. There was no tape. I didn't set any record. But my goal was achieved to go as hard as I could. Yeah, I didn't reach 211. I'll do it one day, you know. But those people... And that feeling that we created there, and I'm sure they felt it, like you've got to start to think that there's more to life than these stupid medals. And yeah. there's, you know, there's, there's more to life than, than what people perceive at the end of the race. And if someone can figure out how I can put that in an Instagram post, 
that would be amazing. There we go. Maybe we'll just cut that bit of the show and yeah. you know try try and edit it out there. So, but yeah, it's wild. That's it, mate. I think there's no better way to end it yeah. than on that note. A huge, huge thank you to everybody who yeah. came down, supported you. Um, obviously, managing the Inner Endurance Instagram account, the messages yeah, were just crazy. rolling through. I spent the whole of the next day. I'm sure, just, your Instagram was yeah, mental. Yeah, it was great, and it was just, it was just amazing to you know. I, I I spent like the next day saying thank you to people and stuff like that, and I don't want to make that sound like a burden. It was just such a privilege to get so many messages, to get so many comments, and to get so much support that. There was no way I couldn't reply to every single one of those people. And no. I think the post that I put up the next day of me and Holly has over 400 comments on it. That's a lot of time replying. <laughs> <laughs> it is, mate. You spent enough time putting your, putting your efforts into that run. Uh, Thank you very much for awesome. sharing it with us. Thank Thanks you. for coming on the show. We were going to chat a bit about UTMB Oman, which is actually on this weekend, but we won't have time now. <laughs> um, but basically, we'll, we'll, check, we'll have Rob Jones back on next week yeah it'd be back good to chat and, uh, to him about that and see how he's mate give us your thoughts on UTMB man in just a mate, 20 seconds UTMB man simply honestly and I've said this so many times it is going to take people somewhere they've never been before that's what's going to happen this weekend Epic. every single person I can't speak for the 50k because I don't know how brutal that is it will make a difference on people's lives but the 140 and 170 is going to change the lives of everyone that did it. I, 100% guaranteed. It is going to. That's why I am more excited about going to this race on Wednesday than a lot of things in life. <laughs> it is going to be absolutely incredible. Sadly, so many people have underestimated it. Luckily, now we're talking and it's gone. Sadly, so many people will have underestimated it and get absolutely owned. But some people will be absolutely reborn. It's going to be wild. There we go, guys. Tune in to the next show to find out how that went. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week with the Run Strong podcast.